Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, my co-host, Chris Marler. Chris, I, I didn't wait for the the chat to build up because of the video. Oh, we're just live. On Instagram, yeah. Oh yeah, because of the video I sent you? Yeah, now I'm yeah, that was funny about it. So we'll start with a with an audience of two, that's fine. That's fine, that's all we need. Whoa, jumped, okay. Okay. Um, Here we go. Yeah. So first and foremost, it's been a minute. We didn't record uh, another podcast before Christmas, um, and this is the first one we're doing after Christmas. So how was your Christmas? You said you got the stomach bugs. That's cool. Got a stomach bug. Was vomiting violently uh, all all Christmas night, but that's mm. okay. That's cool. Other than that, it was great, man. Always fun to live Christmas through your kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it takes on a new meaning. What'd you get your kids? Anything fun? Uh, what up, Herman Brown? What up, Ray Miller? We got them uh, a slide for their playground in the back. That's cool. Amongst other smaller gifts. An easel. Got my son a basketball hoop, his first basketball hoop. Who got the easel? Why'd you get Are they good artists? They like, you know, kids like to do art, dude. You'll learn one day. Um, you don't know if I, I mean, we, neither of us know if I have a kid or not right now. So that's true. But one day you'll meet that kid if you have one oh, and God. you'll figure out that he likes easels unless he's an adult. And that would be weird. Yeah. That'd be super weird. Unless of course he was an art teacher. Yeah. That, that would also, weird. that's fair. Well, we started the show off in a good way. Okay. Um, so, so I've decided to do this from the living room because I want to watch. Cause we are like, living. We are L-I-V-I. Dude, this is the best fucking day of of TV, like, possibly ever. You I tweeted this Oregon. out earlier. Oh, shoot. I forgot about that. So 7-7. Seven, seven. Like, I, I took the first half over at 38. Um, also, Bo Nix is legit. This is, he's been fun to watch. Um, but all day, there's been an office marathon. There's been a Yellowstone marathon starting from season one. It's the second Yellowstone marathon I've watched this break. Um then there's four bowl games on. So you have the the tail end of the Arkansas game right now, the start of the Oregon game. Um, it's been a really good day. And then I think there's some there's SEC basketball coming on. Uh, I'm just I'm watching this now because I'm I'm really hoping Arkansas doesn't find a way to fucking blow this. But um, this Ohio State fan claims that there's rumors out there that Ohio State uh, practices at Mercedes Benz were being filmed by jo- Georgia and Kirby Smart. And if that's true, then Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs are completely pieces of shit. <laughs> we lost 15 viewers in the day. <laughs> um, Nevin, no, we could have told you this, dude. This is what Georgia does. This is what yeah. Georgia's never won a natty that has been fair. Uh, like, you know, if it's not injured receivers, um, it's cheating by, by, you know, they, like Kirby Smart is Bill Belichick, but not with any of the good characteristics. Like he's not like it's not like a positive thing. He's and only, somehow worse haircut. Yeah. Kirby Smart is like Bill Belichick's son, just as uncomfortable and creepy um, and and does even more awful mouth gestures. I'll never I'll never forget, dude. We, like last year when we went down to Baton Rouge and I was saying with Mickey Sheremy, um, Shout out Mickey and his wife uh, in their Christmas. But um, 
we were like watching Sunday night football and we were like, we're all like still trying to recover from the day before. Cause it's Baton Rouge. And we like look up and Bill Belichick's son is like hands on his knees going. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was all so that. That's a, that's a, like, that's a what gift is now. happening. Yeah. <laughs> also Georgia fans. We're just kidding. You guys aren't. <laughs> you look like a turtle. Um, we're, we're, you guys aren't pieces of poop. I was just kidding about that. So what have you learned we thus should... far watching bowls, gambling on bowls through, I guess, the midway point of bowl season? So I haven't really, um, I haven't really gambled on much. I just threw in a pretty fierce parlay for tonight. Did you? Um, Explain. Auburn was losing at the half. I got them to beat Florida in basketball, Bama to beat Mississippi State in basketball, um, Arkansas to hang on a win. I was like minus 900, so it didn't really count. Oregon UNC first half over and then Ole Miss money line. And it's like, I think plus 600 odds or something like that. Um, what I've learned the most. So I always, I always love this. Like there's so much, there's so, so it's so boring. Like there's that one good week or one good day of games before Christmas. That is like, it was like December 17th this year. Right. It's like a Saturday. Um, and after that, there's not really much to watch. So like the SEC starting out 0-2 for the second year in a row, I, I just love even our social media from like like our Big Ten site was like, um, I don't know, Jaden. <laughs> I like I think it's our I think it's because it's Christmas break. Um but uh no, like I, I like I always love when people start dancing on the grave of the SEC over like bowl games. And, and like like how do you feel about bowl games? Like like I mean bowl for ACC teams. I guess because it's not like a bowl game. Like, see, I have a hard problem. Like, if it was Clemson versus, I don't know, Oklahoma or something in the right. in the title game, I'd root for Oklahoma. Like, I don't want yeah. – because a championship game or a championship win means a lot for that program in recruiting. Someone that you recruit against, they're their, right. your main rival in your conference. But if it's a meaningless holiday bowl, like Oregon, North Carolina that I'm watching – which is an awesome game, but it doesn't mean yeah. anything when it comes to recruiting. I might root for UNC. I mean, I picked Oregon with, for, with one of my highest confidence picks in the game. So I yeah. guess in that regard, I'm, I'm rooting for Oregon. But I'm much more likely to root for my own conference in games like these, uh, which makes right. it a little bit more fun. But uh, I don't know. What about you? Do you root for the SEC in the games? I remember having this conversation with you on our own, our old podcast, the Winning and Boozing podcast. And I remember saying um, – like I just thought it was so stupid. Get rid of it, Bo. I thought it was so stupid to pull for the SEC. And like, like you know, as like somebody who grew up a Bama fan, like I I, I wanted every SEC team to lose, no matter what, because it doesn't do anything for my school in terms of like recruiting. It doesn't do anything like any kind of positive for the other teams doesn't benefit my team. And I don't really give a right. shit about the money part of it, like like how much you're bringing in from like bowls, because the SEC is a machine, so you're gonna bring in ridiculous 100%. money anyway from the television contract so it doesn't really matter um so but now like working in this com like this this job for so long i have gotten i I've, i think i've like admittedly and i don't think it's a secret from anybody that follows me i've admittedly like started drinking the kool-aid more and more with like sec <laughs> stuff because it is like cool to like yeah. you know kind of beat your chest with some of the stuff but like still low-key like i hope clemson beats the shit out of tennessee sorry tennessee fans i love most of you um I hope – well, Auburn didn't make a bowl, so that's just – they didn't even get to ride their bikes to the Birmingham Bowl this year. 
Um, <laughs> I would pull against AM. and uh, There's like, I mean, there's legitimately, there's part of me that's like, I hate to say it, and we'll get into the picks later, but like, I'll be there Saturday night. If Ohio State beats Georgia, there's going to be a very real part of me that's going to be like, good. <laughs> good. I mean, there's a real, I think there's like an 80% part of you that would be extremely yeah, happy about that. I, there's not, there's not a, there's nothing in the world that will make me flip flop more like a politician than Georgia football right now. There, there's, yeah, you hate Ohio State the, too. I fucking hate Ohio State. I hate Ohio State. But I also like, as somebody that converses with Georgia fans constantly at my own detriment and my own fault, like on social media, yeah, like it would be, it would be like, I don't know, maybe it'd be high key hilarious if they got beaten that because, you know, and I don't think that'll happen, but um, I don't know. We got also, I mean, like, it's, we might have to do a little pre pump up video like we did for the Tennessee game before that, that game as well. There's a lot of games to go over, but by the way. Yeah. So, um, Something I've learned about just kind of the bowl season thus far, especially this year, is it's really important to look at not only motivation for each team, but yeah. opt-outs and all that shit is like at a all-time level at this point. Right. And you'll have teams, like we'll talk about it, but Florida State basically had nobody opt-out, even the guys that are probably going pro. Really? Um, and versus Oklahoma – who like basically all their good players except for the QB have opted out. So it's like, I mean, I'll, you know, Oklahoma probably wins the game now at this point, but you're just, you have to, you have to really look Wait, at why just cause it's like, so also, obvious really big. Cause the first quarter over was 16 and a half. So hold on. You motherfucker. You missed it. That's tough. That's a tough one. This is, this is what we do in gambling. I'm on YouTube TV, so he's just kicking it. And yes, he did miss. I can confirm. Um, but also, yeah, we so, can't do we can't do a pump up video tonight because the shirt I'm wearing. We can't do a Georgia pump up video tonight. No. Yeah. So we'll go through these bowls, and I can go through the opt outs. I can also go through the bowl swag from last year. Still yeah. haven't found a 2022 version of this. I don't. Maybe they don't do bowl swag anymore. I don't really know. They have to do bowl swag. Also, side note, they were. I saw this today on PMT. Jared, they're talking about Jared Goff's gifts to his offensive linemen and his teammates. He does his own gift suite. He does? Yeah. Like how? Like he he like like will have a bunch of things to pick from and he lets the offensive linemen go ahead and pick. They they like draw, I think they draw like from like a raffle and like they get to pick like in order and then it like they were asking they were like you know what what are your gifts that you got from like golf is it like it, is it good is it like you know like how's he's like it's like a christmas gift giver and they were like one of them was like well i'm like a whiskey guy so he gave me like pappy van winkle like 23 year because he couldn't find it so then jared Goff found it like immediately and gave it to him and then like this year they said on the gift suite thing like atvs were like using was like that's just like such a ridiculous amount of money yeah, i mean that's just i can't like, fathom it's ridiculous to me that a guy like jared Goff, who's like He's not bad, but he's definitely not great. Uh, he's been good this year. What are you doing, yeah, sir? Like just that kind of money for a guy like right. that. I mean, just imagine the guys like Russell Wilson, who is just the worst QB in the league now. Awful. And in year one of just a monster contract, dude. Two hundred <laughs> was it two forty seven or two fifty seven? It doesn't matter it doesn't either matter. way. I mean, yeah, and like nobody on the team likes him. The team is nope. just in disarray. So. 
I remember, so I remember like, like Allie was a big Seahawks fan and we would watch the games. I think she had like a Seahawks, like a, a Russell Wilson Jersey. And it was like, you know, it wasn't like the, it was after the, the Super Bowl, obviously, but, but his whole thing, hold on. What are you doing? Drake may um, his whole thing, you know, the let Russ cook and, and all that kind of shit. It was like somewhat fun to watch. And then, and, and he seemed like he was like the glue that kept that thing together. He was and I, good, and like he was considered a real leader in the past. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> I think, like honestly, there's this not a better well? example of somebody that should be off social media, including myself, <laughs> than than like uh, if you ranked it right now, Trump, Zach, Zach, what's his name? Who was the coach uh, from Zach Smith, the Ohio State oh, coach, oh, when yeah, he had yeah. his meltdown publicly, and then maybe Russell Wilson, maybe the top three worst. Like people yeah. to be on social media for their own benefit, and I'm not. I'm not saying this is not a political statement. I'm not saying anything about like, you know, Trump and Twitter. I'm just saying, like, for their own benefit and gain, maybe we take a break because his videos are. I mean, it feels like you're leaving out one massive Kanye West. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. Yeah, he had a tough. <laughs> He's had a few tough runs on Twitter. I just there's like so many things like if you had a like what should I say next and it's like I don't know man up to you but just don't say this and he'd be like I'm gonna say that I'm gonna yeah, say that shit 100%. out of that. that's exactly how it goes <laughs> anyway but yeah All right. um let's jump into these games man yeah let's do it um are we only doing SEC what are we doing you what's the plan here I don't know let's just jump around let's just go in, in ABC order here or uh not ABC Jesus wait uh, well, you know what we need to do first. Sorry, hold on. We need to re- recap the stuff that's already happened. Anything that's happened so far, non-gambling standpoint, just I, I want to point out the weirdest thing that I've watched so far. Last night's Wisconsin-Oklahoma State game. Why was Luke it, Fickle coaching the game? I've never seen that. It was – so I don't think – so they said beforehand, Luke Fickle coming in, he's giving Jim Leonard one last hurrah. And if you're Luke Fickle, just retain Jim Leonard for sure. I, I don't know why you wouldn't. I thought that he was, and then Luke Fickle, or then, uh, what's his name? Leonard was like, nah, I'm just, this is going to be my last game coaching here. Like, I thought it was his decision. I thought Fickle tried to keep him. Maybe he did, and maybe I missed the whole thing. Um, what up, Jeff Williams? Good to see you, too. But uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, the whole thing was, it was super bizarre because I was like, I've never seen that happen where you have like a guy like that on the sidelines. It makes no sense to me at all. I, I don't, I, I, and then, and then Gundy afterwards, Mike Gundy, friend of the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, like, and I almost tweeted this out like, man, Gundy looks like such a bitch, but I didn't want to say that because of course, like I said, friend of the podcast, we've, we've, we've done interviews with Mike Gundy before very <laughs> yeah, short interviews on the red carpet. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, what did you see what he said to this reporter last night? Yeah, he well, it's here's the thing about it is I actually understand the point he was making. It's just you went about it all wrong, brother. Went about it all, all wrong. wrong. Yeah. And then he kept then, then he then he like bullied him into it. It was like, I might this might be your last Yeah. Ride yeah, like, like so for those like, in, that on, didn't dude. see it, you know, essentially Oklahoma State lost to a guy who's like never even been around the team. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, so clearly he was mad after the game. And one of the reporters asked, you know, are there going to be any staff changes? Which 
I can understand her side of the thing as well, which is like, that's just my job to ask because that's that time of yeah. year. But he was pissed because he's like, look, even if I was, why would I tell you? Like, I would I, obviously these guys are like close don't, to me. Don't be they, an have, ass. they have a families like I'm not going to yeah. just be like, yeah, uh, our OC is out of here, like without ever talking to him or anything right. like that. But so, you know, he was being kind of a sarcastic asshole about it. And then he just took it to the next level and he was like, he kept it, kept going. Don't be an ass. Like the, you, you're lucky. I, I don't cut you out of here for good. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. And I think I think what what I didn't like about it was from my standpoint. And I don't know what Mike Gundy is thinking or saying or doing or anything like that. We're not there. But they did get dominated in this game the whole game. And so I think he was like definitely pissed, right? But then, like, it seemed like there's like if you if you're in that situation, it's like what the fuck am I gonna say? Like, we got beat this blows it seemed like he like said that and it made him feel better so he latched onto that because he didn't want to have to answer any more fucking questions or anything and then just like kept going with it and i mean it's it's not like we've ever seen him go on a rant before in a press right. conference so it's like right. this is a first time thing also gundy mike if you're watching which i know you are like i hope you're having a great and happy safe new year but um you can't tell someone to not be an ass when you have shaved a mullet into your fucking scalp for the last four and a half years, you, like you look, you're a grown ass man. <laughs> you're 60. Like you can't, yeah. you can't do that. So yeah. How long ago was hat, that 40 rant? That was like 15 years ago. Easily seven. Yeah. It was 15 years ago. So he's 55 now. <laughs> God. Yeah. I'm getting old um, too. Uh, well, let's see. Let's just jump around to, uh, well, I, I thought Air Force like beating the shit out of Baylor was kind of impressive. I knew that. Oh, by the way, oh yeah, we didn't we haven't talked about recruiting. We didn't talk about any of that. No. Um. So, I will say the saddest thing, the saddest thing I've seen all bowl season, and it's not any of these fucking St. Jude's commercials. Okay, it is. It is the fact that on whatever day it was, it was a pre-Christmas game, right? Or was it after Christmas? It doesn't matter. What? Either way. Baylor Baylor has to play oh. uh, Air Force, who is just cut blocking and triple optioning their way up and down the field, refusing to give the ball to Baylor. Like at one point in the, in the first quarter, they had the ball for like eight minutes and 48 seconds. Baylor had it for, for like, I don't know, 34 seconds. It was ridiculous. Um, so they're playing this triple option attack. They refuse to give the ball back they're getting like their brains beat in and not only is that happening they're playing it in their rival stadium at tcu and then it's 13 degrees outside like that is the fucking worst yeah wasn't that the coldest bowl on record probably yeah i think that was 13 degrees there was like 15 people in the stands Mm -hmm. what was higher the amount of people in the stands or the degrees a thousand percent people in the stands by at least two (laughs) <laughs> um anything from uh, signing day or the shit with dion um you know obviously the kermani mclean thing is interesting yeah. if only because it'd be two times in a row i mean if you don't count arch manning who's obviously the number one player right um but the the number one player that's not a quarterback kermani mclean corner out of uh, what was it? Lakeland, Florida, I believe. Yeah. Committed to Miami. Surprise commitment over Florida. Everyone thought he was going to Florida. Decides on signing day, like they they had a cake for him waiting 
to come sign at his high school and he just didn't show. Florida is just, uh, and the state of, like the recruits coming from Florida, is just undefeated in like the best recruiting stories on day of national signing. Drama, yeah. Alex Collins' mom stealing his letter of intent and driving off with it. (laughs) That'll never not be funny. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like there's... there's, uh... Just can't find the kid. And then his mom tweets, "Uh, sorry, he's not signing today. False alarm. And, you know, there's rumors that Dion's involved there. You had, I mean, Florida State's best recruit, best probably receiver we've signed in a decade. He said that Dion was calling him, like, wouldn't stop calling him, like, going to sign. He's like, no, you can't sign there. You got to come sign with me, Coach Prime. Luckily, our guy was loyal. But, I mean, dude, recruiting is insane. Yeah, and Bama closed with, like, it was kind of funny because I did this whole deep dive on why George – I did it on the pod. I talked about it on the podcast. Um, and it was actually really cool because, like, I, I joke around. Like, sometimes I, I don't know if anybody cares about any of those deep dives. And then I ended up getting to go on SEC this morning on Sirius and also Feinbaum to talk about the deep dive. Um, so that was pretty cool. But it was wild, like, watching – I mean, the Cremonti McLean thing, one, him going – like, being from Lakeland. Lakeland used to be a pipeline to Florida. Like there was a time when like Lakeland had like, I remember I think they had like seven D one prospects in one class. This is like probably over a decade ago. And all of them went to Florida, like all of them. And that might've been when Tebow was there. Like that was the urban days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the fact that's just like gone now is kind of crazy. But the other, and and McLean is like, he's a top 10 rated cornerback in the history of recruiting. Like he's, he's a very highly rated player. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. The other part that I thought was interesting, you know, Bama closes with the number one class, and it's kind of funny just because you have a year ago Saban talking about how, you know, what up, Willie Gray? Um, what Saban's talking about like a year ago about how Jimbo bought this whole class, and it's like very obvious that that's what Bama did this year. Like, you get seven five stars. Eli Ricks is like little brother. He commits the day at you get six the day of you flip a kid from Iowa. Um, who's like a five-star tackle. Um, yeah, that was big. Huge. Yeah. Uh, he's like six, eight, like, like by the way though, and we're, we're at this time period now. I fucking, that kid's name. Did you see his name? Caden. Caden K A D Y N. I wanted to die. Yep. D-Y-E. I mean, it's pretty similar to the way I spell my daughter's name, which is Cameron. So, yeah, hate you. I did a joke about that on stage at one time. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, yeah, so Bama ends up – well, it's not over yet. There's obviously a second signing day. I will say uh, Florida State killing it in the portal. Number one yeah. portal team right now. Getting a lot of big-time who, who, pickups. Where else is everyone in the portal? Like, what is – uh, I think Michigan's number two. Right right Michigan was number one. They're not. They're not number one. Florida State just passed them. We picked up the number one D lineman in the portal. Who? The Braden Fisk kid from uh, Western Michigan. Oh, okay. He had like um, he had like forty four uh, QB pressures last year. No big deal. Wow. Uh, Davin. <laughs> oh yeah. He Devin Leary went to Kentucky. By the way, that was pretty big. Yeah. Um. um I saw you see tonight that Keishawn Butte now not coming back to LSU. Saw that. I think that's. I mean, that's probably. Did they just fucking miss a field goal too? Are we just not trying to cover an over? Oh, that's tough. Jesus this was a big Christ. over game. This was that a field big is, over game. Looks like shit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, no, I thought there, like that. There was a lot of interesting stuff that happened there. Like the portal in general. Um. 
Grayson McCall playing in his bowl game, despite being in the portal. I thought that was kind of cool. Hartman. Yeah. Um, he's going from wake to most likely going to Notre Dame. There's rumors and Mac Brown kind of talked about it that like Drake may and, and, I think Hartman probably the same thing. We're getting phone calls and like there's rumors that Drake may was offered $5 million from some of the big schools. I'm assuming it's Bama to go yeah. there. Um, I don't know how true that is or not. I don't really give a shit if it's not like throw more, give them 10. Like, right. I mean, they, they, <laughs> Bryce is gone. I don't think Jalen can, can step up next year, but anyway, it was, it was a pretty, like it was uneventful because some of the games, um, but it was also, uh, also, like I don't know. There's also uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened. Also, Tua died on Sunday. That was tough. Well, not really. If you're not no. really up on news, that's a false alarm. He's not dead. False alarm. No, he's not. That like but his career might be over. That and that's not like that. I'm not joking when I say that. Like that is it, the the fact that they're diagnosing this as a second second uh, concussion, and it's clearly his third. Yeah, because they just misdiagnosed the first one. He's had three in the same season. Yeah, dude, that like is this, I, like he like no joke. Yeah, we were talking about this today. I mean, you've already made enough money as a rookie to like live forever with the yeah. signing bonus. Just fucking retire, dude. Like you can't you can't take hits like that that often and like live past 40, 40 years old. Like CTE out the ass. Like no joke. But um. All right, let's start talking about some of these bowls. I don't. Yeah, let's do it. I don't really care particularly about the Syracuse Minnesota game. Do you? Nope, not at all. I got Minnesota big in that though. Yes, I agree. Sean Tucker out. Uh, who's their best player? I, and they have like their best offensive lineman out as well. Uh, Florida State, Oklahoma. Uh, already co- covered that. I think the big mismatch. I, if anything, I love the over here because I think. Yeah. Oklahoma is missing their Eric Gray, who was awesome for them. The transfer from Tennessee, also three starting offensive linemen, including both their tackles. So right. I am a little worried about the offense. But Florida State's defense, while it looks good on paper, every time they've played a, a legit offense, they've gotten lit up for points. Like yeah, see the Florida game. Um, so I can see this going over, but I, I like Florida State to win the game. It's it's gone from like. All the way to like Florida State nine and a half. I don't know if they're that much better than Oklahoma, so I don't know if I'd probably bet that. But I'd go over in that game. Um, excited, um, I'm man. Sending you this right now, by the way. Hold on. I'm sending you. So they did the first video from the Cheez It hotel room. Yeah, Michael Pittman. It's that's so much. It's a lot. And- they got so that was an NIL deal too. They got paid. They were the first ever players to get paid in an NIL deal by a bull. That's nuts. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I like Florida State to win that game. Dude, I'm I'm very excited about Florida State's future for the first time in a long time. Good. We not we only are we starting to get fixed on the field, I was very concerned about our our ability to keep up in NIL. And we just so happen to have a dude who is uh, I don't know how much I can get into it because he's he wants Do to it. be a, a nameless face. But from what I have heard. I haven't confirmed this yet, but I'm I'm pretty confident. A dude my age just became a billionaire. He graduated Florida State the same year I did. And I'm pretty sure he he became a billionaire recently by his family business selling. And he sick. just he's the like Bay, they shut down. What's that? East Bay. Is it East Bay? They it's shut not down. Not East Bay, no, not East okay. Bay. Um 
And so anyways, so all of a sudden, and this guy's a big Florida State football fan, just wants to see the team succeed, doesn't want to be a face guy, doesn't want to be like Ruiz from Miami. But you're starting to see we're, we're going head-to-head in the portal with like USC and a couple of these bigger NIL schools and winning those recruitments. Um, I'm excited about the future for Florida State, and hopefully it parlays into an invitation to the SEC soon, and we'll be rivals in the same conference at some point. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty big. Also, Florida has hired like <laughs> Look a 12-year-old. person in the chat. Uh, what the fuck is this, dude? This is, <laughs> I mean, um, anyway. No, I, I think uh, that's pretty cool that, that that would if that happens. I, the NIL stuff is, it is like a little bit out of control. I, I, I love the yeah, fact they're having more conversations about putting um, some sort of like guidelines in place or, or like guardrails. But anyway, we can talk about that some other time. Uh, the Florida State thing in that game against Oklahoma I know Jaden in the comments is a big Oklahoma fan. Like, I, I would take Florida State. I just think that, like, the way these two teams have performed consistently, and it's a it's been a long time since we've said that about Florida State. Like, yeah. th- that, but the way they've they've these two teams have like played consistently down the stretch. I don't know what would make me think that that what do you call it? Um, that that Florida State would lose to, to Oklahoma. I mean, yeah. I, I I still have a hard time getting past Oklahoma's game against. Uh, um against texas i would be surprised if florida state lost i i really would i mean there's not a ton of like you know oklahoma barely snuck in they've had a ton of guys opt out apparently there's more guys that haven't opted out yet that plan to just not play and haven't really said anything um and florida state really i mean they have a chance to be the 25th team in school history to win 10 games That'd be awesome. And there's a lot of talk around that of the program about that being that team. Um, they've had a lot of guys who, like Jared Verse, who's going to be a first round pick at some point. There's rumors he's actually maybe going to come back. Like the culture at Florida State is somehow like amazing now. Plus, right, these nil like this nil dude is his focus has been on player retention at Florida State. These kids are getting paid to basically stay, not transfer. Maybe not go to the NFL yet. I mean, it's a there's a lot going on. I'm excited. Yeah, no, Clemson's been doing um, it for years under the table through churches. What? All right, <laughs> Texas Washington. I'm kind of interested in that game. That seems like a good game. I think that that's the Alamo game. Alamo. Bowl? That's a yeah, the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, that's a great game. It does worry me a little bit. Um, Texas is a six point favorite, but. Dude, Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson are out. I like so everything's gonna be on Quinn Ewers. I right. mean, I like Washington's offense. I, I think I don't know. I think I'd take Washington to cover here. What about you? Damn it, when did I pick UCF? Um uh, yeah, like I so Washington, like what scares their, their me is their defense this, sucks. I mean their defense is awful. But what scares me for for Texas is um we've seen them get torched at times. Like the defense has been better. But we've seen Washington put up like numbers. I feel like on everybody, right? Right. Um, so I don't know what would tell me that they're not gonna gonna do that. I think the over is a great play from a gambling standpoint. Um, but I also love the fact that what Steve Sarkeesian said, and he kind of like, in my opinion, kind of came out and like fucking told the boosters like what's what, and and like with, with in so many words because they they were talking about like you know is Texas going to overlook the Alamo Bowl because because Texas you do have to have this fear of like them always feeling like they're too good for everything for whatever right. reason they have a very misguided self like you know they're like a fucking texas is basically like 
like a 24 year old that has no student loans. Like they have an unbridled amount of fucking self-confidence for no reason at all. Right. And they just, it's like, it's some kid named Caden probably with a C instead of a, a Y. I mean, instead of a K, but yeah, like it's, that's, that's what Texas is. And so you have to wonder if they're going to be up for the Alamo bowl and going to like San Antonio for something that's like maybe less than, than the program. But at the same time, Steve Sarkeesian came out and he said, he goes, how many over the last decade, how many Texas teams have won nine games? Like you have a, you have a, a, a like an opportunity to differentiate yourself and, and like separate yourself from a lot of, you know, of these like teams and, and kind of like the mediocrity that they've been swimming in for the last decade. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. I mean, here's the thing though. I, Texas has a lot of really good players that have opted out of this game. Um, yes. Their two best running backs, obviously, B. John Robinson is the, the leader uh, uh, in yards per scrimmage in the nation. Yeah. So anytime you lose that, plus his backup, I mean, I wonder, I think they've got a redshirt freshman and a true freshman that are in the mix to get um, carries. Um, yeah. I know you've got uh, Overshorn, their linebacker, who had 95 tackles. He's opted out. He's going to the draft. Obviously, there's problems at uh, wide receiver where, you know, of course uh, – your boy Jai Hall. I don't know what's going Jesus on with him, dude. Christ, dude. Um, but I, I just think that in Penix is playing, and and mm-hmm. Washington's offense is really, really good. Penix They're, is coming back. Yeah, he's yeah. So he's announced he's coming back, and thus he's playing. And so, um, yeah, man. I just I, I don't think Texas really should be favored by this much. I, I'm going to take Washington yeah. to win, maybe even outright. And I pulled up. I pulled up the. Um... Our Capital One Bowl group. I, I don't know what you're what you're ranked in this. If you even filled out a thing, Never I'm 11 did. and 10. So just speaking of swimming in mediocrity, um, yeah. I've, but I've I've won three in a row, which is good. I feel good about that. Uh, and I also was one of the people that picked ECU last night, which I was pretty pumped about. Um, nice. So I'm looking at at some of these picks. Uh, it, this is like split 50 50 down the middle um, between between uh, or from like from everybody in the group also a really good day of football tomorrow and, and like the like like today on is just like really really good football um from like oh this is standpoint. playing tonight right texas Tech? yeah they're, they're about to start right now at nine um that's a great game it should be i'm a little bit worried about texas tech also oh god oh no what kansas just got an onside kick they're down 38 30 with a minute and five seconds ago, they got the ball at the 50 yard line. So oh, wow. um, anyway, yeah, I, I think I, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Texas just because I've been high on Texas all year. And I would really love for them to like prove me right for once this season, besides the Oklahoma game. Um, but I, I'd say that with almost zero confidence, Kansas just got a 25 <laughs> yard game. <laughs> uh, Pitt UCLA. Don't think we care about that one. Notre Dame, South Carolina. Yeah. I love that. What do we got? So, all right, I'm going to do this in two ways. I'm not sure if Herman Brown's even still watching. I know he's a big South Carolina guy, and he's been asking us to preview this game for like three weeks now. Um, oh, my God. Uh, so Kansas is just going straight for the end zone now. Um, so I, I like Notre Dame in this game. I think Notre Dame – I was about to say I think they closed the season better than, than South Carolina, but that would be a very ignorant statement because nobody in the country closed better – um, arguably than South Carolina, beating two potential playoff teams and ruining their entire fucking seasons. Um, that being said, I, I'm i going to pick Notre Dame for two reasons. One, because I think it's good luck for, for South Carolina and their fans. And I love South Carolina fans, um, and I love the fact that they get to be kind of like happy 
going into the offseason uh, for once after beating Clemson, especially. Two, I, I just think that I think that Notre Dame is going to beat him. I, like what what really worries me is the fact that South Carolina doesn't have a scholarship. Excuse me, they don't have a scholarship tight end. I don't think going on this on this trip, um, or maybe they have one. And and Shane Beamer's even talking about that. Like it, like that's kind of tough to run some of your sets. Like you're you're going to have to bring down another offensive lineman in like in short short yard situations. Like you can't. Like you don't have like you have one guy, <laughs> you have one right. tight end on the field, which is a big deal, especially for an offense that like, you know. And I also hate the fact that um, Marshawn Lloyd opted out and and hit the transfer portal. Um, arguably know. their best player on offense, the tight end. He's going to Florida State. Yep. Um. So that kind of sucks. But also, I you know I, I feel like this is a team that I, in everyone including me, has like doubted repeatedly and it's never worked out for the doubters so i say that knowing full well that this could easily be um a situation where beamer just shocks the world again and beats i mean what an what an awesome end to the season if you're beamer beating two top 10 teams and then notre fucking dame well here's the thing too about this is look at the notre dame like south carolina has one of the most depleted rosters in the bowl season but look at notre dames so they're like all world tight end has opted out. He's going pro. Right. Same with their extremely good defensive edge, Foskey. And look at their QB, QB situation. So Tyler Buchner started the year. He's out with injury. Drew Pine right. came in for him, did an okay job. He's hit the transfer portal. And then, like, it's. I'm pretty sure that Buchner's not going to be healthy enough to play in the game. So right. this dude, Steve Angley, I've never heard of him. He's a guitarist, I believe, for yeah. um, for the Eagles. Right. Uh, so I, I just don't really know who's going to be playing QB for Notre Dame. So if that's the case, look, I mean, Notre Dame's been running the ball all year. They've got a really good rush offense. Pass offense has been okay, too, but I just I don't know who to trust with the QB. I wouldn't be surprised to see South Carolina win this game at all. I don't think I would bet this game, but I would take South Carolina. Um, I'll be interested to see. That could be a good upset. Yeah, I agree. This this fucking over in this um all right well you know what for the fun of it i'm gonna pick south carolina to get that upset too okay i like that rattler rattlers played good down the stretch played well you sound like yeah, an idiot. sorry man i sound like a damn <laughs> um okay that takes us into the friday night game okay tennessee clemson and the orange bowl Who are you, so you're pulling for tennessee Pulling is a strong, strong word. <laughs> but like, uh, it's just there's the good people. I made a joke about this. So much, um, so much orange. And and th- there was like I made a joke about this like on like Facebook when I announced that I'm moving to Florida at the end of January, and and I said something about how like it's been like a, a tough year. Or it's like it's been great like talking to, like most of these people except for Tennessee fans. And there's like we have a we have a, a decent listenership that are Tennessee fans that I genuinely love. Like Ash Williams is Ash Williams. Oh no. We've lost Chris. Chris, I'm not sure what happened to you. Oh boy. What is going on, sir? Wow. Incredible. 
Incredible. Simply incredible, folks. Um, well, while we're waiting on him, I'm going to give my breakdown of the Tennessee-Clemson game. Um, I'll be very interested to see this game, actually, because for Tennessee, you've got Hendon Hooker, obviously, out with the big injury. You got your two best receivers in Cedric Tillman and Jalen Hyatt, who are also out. Um, and then on Clemson's side, obviously DJ moves on. I think the offense has clearly looked better um, with, and I don't know, maybe now that Tennessee will actually have time to look at Klubnik play a full game, maybe they'll get some good tape on him. Maybe it'll be tough for Clemson to move the ball here. But I don't know that Tennessee's offense is going to be as explosive with those three guys out. Um, but then you look at who Clemson's missing. You've got, uh, Miles Murphy, Xavier Thomas, um, uh, Trenton Simpson. Those, all those guys are incredible players for Clemson. Um, bro, obviously Tennessee's OC is left. So I don't know that that, I mean, hype will probably just call plays. This is gonna be an interesting game though. And I, I, no, I think I'm sure. going to take Clemson to win the game. Uh, because I just don't like Joe Milton very much at QB. I think Clemson's probably still got enough talented depth on defense to make up for it. And so I'll take Clemson to win the game, but I would not be shocked to see Tennessee win either. So I, I turned off the Arkansas game uh, and turned on the end of the Auburn basketball game for my parlay that mm-hmm. I had. Um, Kansas scored and tied it up. They, got, they scored and hit the two-point conversion. No. Yeah, it's 38-38. Arkansas oh, has the football. Jesus. I thought it's that was a layup in my bull prick pick them. Jesus. Yeah. No, Jaden, that's a very good point. Like, yeah, like I I I thought Jesus. I mean, they were I'm not watching the Kansas 13. game. I don't I don't have my remote and this is games on the UNC game. It's also what's going on there? They score? Did they score? UNC score? It's on commercial right now. I don't okay. know. I overreacted either way. Um anyway. Uh, hold on, hold on. Um, yeah, so anyway, I, Tennessee I think, Clemson, let's go. I think you really hit the nail on the head uh, when you talk about like this game going into uh, like the fact that like you're gonna have maybe a little bit more um, tape on Klubnik. I don't think it's really gonna matter. I, like, I just don't think Joe Milton, the way this offense is run, right? It takes, and you look at the past, Dylan Gabriel, Mackenzie Milton, like Drew Locke, even, and, and some of those guys, like. Drew Locke did. Well, he wasn't like the craziest, most accurate downfield passer, but he did have over forty-something touchdowns while he was at. He set the the single season record for or while he was at Mizzou when Hypo was his OC. The people like this is a downfield offense. They are throwing the ball vertically, and you have to be accurate. And there's probably there might not be a more accurate deep ball passer in the country over Touchdown the last two UNC. years than Hinden Hooker. Thank fucking God. Um. And, and, and Joe Milton is a lot of things. He's athletic. He can throw the shit out of the ball. He's probably got the strongest arm in the country. Accurate is not one of the things he is. I, I just think that, I think that in games like this too, I think like Dabo always finds a way to make shit like this matter. And then like, it almost like in the same way, and I compared it to Jimbo like a couple weeks ago, um, like he finds a way to like end the season, I feel like on a, on a high like I know they lost the national championship a couple of years back, but I mean, like I, I just, he, it seems like he finds a way to go to next season. Like where like everyone's believing again. And I think with club Nick, especially um, being a part of that offense, that's like a little bit like you can, you can build that offense around club. Nick. I don't think you can build Tennessee's offense around 
Joe Milton. I just don't. No, I agree. And they, they quickly found that out last year. Yeah. Um, all right. That brings us to the big sugar bowl between the Alabama Crimson Tide and Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State plus six and a half. How you feel, big boy? First off, don't ever call me big boy again, you weirdo. Um, right, how you feeling, little boy? <laughs> how you feeling, little boy? Um, LBB. Uh, I... <laughs> I feel better. I love the fact that that Bryce and and Will Anderson are going to play. I didn't think about this until the other day. Somebody brought up like, well, how much do you think they'll play? Um, and I don't know the answer to that question. I like, I, I love the fact that they're trying to go out like on a high with with like their teammates and all that kind of stuff. I did jokingly tweet this out today because Bryce Young said he wanted to go out, um, like like at media days or whatever. There he said like he wanted to go out with a win, and. Uh, and I was like, and this is Bill O'Brien was the one answering this question. He's like, Bryce said he wants to go out with a win. And I was like, and then Bill O'Brien followed it up by saying like over my dead body or something like, cause like I just, it, he's still the OC. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed that we don't get to see more of Jalen Milrow too. Yeah. But I told you guys this stat a couple weeks ago. Um, there's like, like the big 12 is like 10 and two in their last two years in bowl games, I think against the spread. Um, I guess 10 and three now, at least with Baylor. I don't know if anyone else from that conference has played this, this uh, bowl season, but I like Bama's chances. I do. Like, I think, I think that it's a very weird. Chances, they're favored. Okay, cool. They're favored in every game, no matter what Saban says. Um, I, I like, I, I feel good about them winning. It's just such a weird feel to the sugar bowl being a, like a, an 11 a.m. kick. Um, I don't know. It's just, just odd. It's like it's it is a weird. Like it's a it, it's game weird to have a Sugar Bowl kickoff at eleven a.m. Yeah, oh, so um, there was it's, Arkansas it's just a getting an untimed down to close out the regulation here. What's going on? Arkansas is getting an untimed down. What are they to down close out by? Regulation. It's tied 38-30. Oh, it's it's second. There's two seconds left on the clock now. Oh, what yard are they on? I don't fucking know. Give me a second, Tyler. Um. Right, well, yeah, so Willie, Willie Graber to the point. You see that video of Saban? Yeah, w- warming up his old ass legs. Yeah, getting them varicose veins. Yeah, he, he popped up pretty quick off that too. Like faster than I'm I would. not joking. That I'm not that flexible. I, I, like I, I couldn't do that. Um, I thought that this game was going to be a Kansas State dub until Will Anderson and Bryce Young opted in. I think just that news alone will get the guys on that roster fired up and yeah. we'll give a shit about the game. And if you have a Bama team that's fired up and will give a shit about the game against Kansas State, I'll take Bama all day. Yeah, so okay, I can see that. It's going to be um, 75%, 80% Bama fans. Yeah. It's going to be a lit environment, except for the fact that it's, it's a lit environment. All right, hold on. So they're at the 47-yard line. There's two seconds left. They – what? Why? If you're, oh my god! Never mind. No. I overreacted. I overreacted. Oh my overreacted. god, dude! What is wrong with you? <laughs> they ran the football, and then he broke a tackle, and it looked like I didn't realize they had a bunch of people back there. I'm, I overreacted. I'm sorry, guys. That was tough. That was tough for me. My bad. Wow. <laughs> god. We need to get a gif of the, your reaction of the video. 
Was it, too that, was it too loud? It seemed like it was too loud. It was, it was too loud. Yeah, so give okay. me Bam in the game to yeah, cover. Um, good God. Do we have to preview Iowa-Kentucky? We can't. No. Abso- no. No offense, Kentucky fans. Love you to death. But no, we're not doing this. This is... This is this is the coal. Like this is the metaphorical coal on Christmas that none of us fucking wanted, or the socks on Christmas that none of us wanted. That is an awful game. It is I said total this of like 31. last week. Total of 31. Iowa played in a game earlier this year where they had a total of 31 and a half, which means they have now recorded, like in history of in the history of college football. Because they didn't make lines, I'm assuming, gambling lines back in the day when like Rutgers and Lehigh were playing to like an eight to five final or whatever. Like the line is 0.5 on every game. It is to pick them. Every game lowest. It is the two lowest totals like over under totals in any game in the history of college football. And I was been a part of both of them this very season. Well, it's, it's a, it's a damn shame for the Hawkeye fans that Kirk Ferentz's son is the OC because yeah. Florida State went through the same thing with Jeff Bowden back when I was in school there. Yeah. And we fired him and hired Jimbo Fisher, and now we hate we him might. too. Um, right now, but we might, we might cover a, a total here. All right, TCU, Michigan. Obviously, we're going to wait for the, the playoff games. To, wait, what, to the end? To, to the end. Okay. Mississippi State, Illinois. Obviously... Kind of a tough situation tough. for Mississippi State. Um, yeah. I guess, I don't know. I mean, there's always the chance that they rally around this. They rally around the new coach who's yeah. been on the staff. They know he's going to be their coach next year. Um, but, man, I don't know. Uh, I just, that's tough. I mean, to have your head coach. I, we've never, I've never seen this, an active no, coach. Either. Yeah. To pass away like that. And then the way he did it in such horrific fashion, I will say it like it obviously when you look at it, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not it's not very um, there's not been that much time since he's passed, obviously. Um, also, side note, SCC Network, just a phenomenal job covering his funeral and and like the 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 speakers there and all and like just making like all of that matter. I thought that was really great. Um Anyway, like I was saying, so it's, you're not that far removed from it, but you also kind of are. Like, mm-hmm. you've had time to process it a little bit. I think this is potentially an even uglier game than, than Iowa and and Kentucky and a more low-scoring game than that game just because Illinois has got a great defense. Um, they've had a great defense all season. They've yeah, got a really DC good running left, back. by the way, for Purdue as the head coach. Right. And then Zach Arnett takes over from Mississippi State. He's been their DC for the last several years, and he's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the more underrated uh, office or defensive coordinators in the country. So I like that. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I would stay away from this game from a betting standpoint. I, I'm going to say Mississippi State wins just because I think you come out and like it would be just a fucking shame if if like they come out and lose in this just horribly, horribly. Um, you know, like tragic end to to the season. I, I I would hate to see them lose after uh, the passing of Mike Leach. Yeah, I think you'll see a Mississippi State fan base really travel for that game, get behind yeah. those kids, and um, yeah, I think maybe get a little bit of a home field advantage, and and Mississippi State takes the game over Illinois, who you know is a little bit of a disarray themselves with coaching, although it's a completely different circumstance. Um, right. 
the second game in the Citrus Bowl, uh, this one, the actual Citrus Bowl, number 17, LSU against Purdue. Obviously, Purdue has a lot of turnover um, as they lost their head coach to Louisville. They actually, yeah. as I oh said before, God. the Illinois D.C. is now the head coach of them. I don't know if he's going to be coaching on the sideline like uh, Fickle was, but um, I doubt it because that's just such a weird move. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, LSU is going to win this game. I think Purdue's got, like, way too much going on. they got a lot of guys transferring out after this, and LSU is kind of peaking almost in their excitement. Obviously, maybe not getting killed in the SEC championship game was right. probably the peak, but um, – I don't oh, know. What yeah, do you... Listen, that, that, they are peaking right now. Peter Burns, he had, we had this conversation the other day where he was talking about how going into next season, he thinks it's the first time in forever he looks at the roster and thinks that LSU has a, has a deeper roster or a better roster than Alabama. Um, really? And, yeah. Um, I think the confidence from LSU fans is – and, listen, I love Baton Rouge, and I love Mickey Sheremy, and I love all those guys. I think it's kind of funny, and I and I just I love I love going into the off season with like LSU fans being on like another level because you had the fourth best recruiting class, which is the third best in the conference. Like you had the fourth best recruiting class, you beat Bama by one point, and you went to the SEC championship only to get your fucking brains beat in, and like they're like that's a program Brother. that will will sit there and tell you that they do not have moral victories. But there's nothing more of a moral victory than saying, like, we put up 30 on Georgia. We put up over 500 yards passing on Georgia. You lost by fucking 20. That game was never going to be close. Love it. I love every bit of it. Hey, listen. I'm on your side, man. Florida State opening game next year. It's going to be awesome. Touchdown, Kansas, by the way. Wow. Um, <laughs> on fourth on fourth and goal from the three. Wow. To win or now Arkansas? No, no. Now, now Arkansas gets to, like, fumble or do something just horrific. To close out this game, um, LSU fans were cocky coming into this uh, year against Florida State, and look what happened. Yeah. Also, Kansas's kicker is six six. Um, Cotton Bowl, Tulane, and USC. USC eh, really a two point favorite. Um, obviously, this one's going to strictly come down to USC and what their injury slash opt out situation looks like. Um, as of right now, I believe Caleb Williams has said he's playing. Is that accurate? I have, I have not heard that. If they are, hammer the two-point line. There were rumors early on that he would sit. He, Williams has been emphatic with the media that he will play in the game if he's physically able to. I heard the same thing, oh, that Williams will play if he's healthy. I don't know. I'm not going to rely on that. Um you got Jordan Addison that's out. Uh, he's not playing in the game. He's declared for the draft. Um, you've got two starting O-linemen that are out. So that's obviously why Tulane, it's such a – pretty much everybody's playing for them. Um, yeah. So if if US, if Caleb Williams doesn't play, I, I like Tulane to win outright. This is one of those classic games, G5 team over a big name. Um, it looks like a big win on paper and is rightfully for G5 team, but mm-hmm. it comes with the caveat that like USC doesn't have any of their best players. How is like outside of the, outside of the playoff, like how has Lincoln Riley done in bowl games? That's a oh good question. God. I, I, we Fucking only remember UNC. like them never winning in the playoff. UNC just, just had a freak pick up like interception off of some of the back of somebody's foot 
returned it to the 50 and then scored on a uh, he just you went down that the for the over no there's like 30 seconds left in the half did you bet Oregon no I bet the over in the first half why would you not like that then to get points I mean I do but I just I'm just complaining I think just to be a bitch I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um Arkansas first and goal anyway no it's I, I don't really give a shit about this game so I'm not gonna weigh in on it I like Okay. It's I hate I hate like this game has become shitty to me in my opinion the Cotton Bowl just because when it's not a playoff game it is Arkansas scored don't go for two please God don't go for two um it is when when they are they're gonna go for two aren't they they're gonna go for two I bet because it's Pittman and he yeah like, he's just savvy old there's no coach. reason to go for two no he's I think he's putting the field goal unit on the field there's no savvy reason to go for old two. ball coach. Just pulling up his britches. Um. Anyway, savvy old ball coach. Um. No, they're kicking the field goal. Do you think he misses it? This is this is incredible theater right now. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. Oh, wow. What he made it? Yeah, I know, but the the snap was bad. Oh, I didn't see that part. Um. um all right, let's let's quickly get this till we get to the playoff games here. Penn State, Utah. What do you think? Should be a great game. I think that Utah probably wins. I, I, I'm not impressed with Penn State, and it, like, I'm not going to get into it because it's only going to make me mad. But I think the Big Ten is such a fucking fraudulent conference in general, and and like, Penn State has ten wins, right? You put anything on the side of that helmet. I was going to say you replace that logo, but there isn't a logo on the helmet. If you put anything on the side of that helmet, besides just a blue line down the middle of it. No one gives a shit about this team. They don't have a ranked win all year. They got beat by double digits at home against Ohio State when they had a lead in the fourth quarter. They got beat by over three touchdowns in their game at Michigan. They haven't been tested at all. Like, I, I was in a conversation about this the other day where somebody like somebody brought up because of the SEC thing with me. They're like, well, I mean, they beat Arkansas or they beat Auburn. It's like, who? everyone beat Auburn. <laughs> like, they played two ranked teams all year. And they got beat by double digits in both. I think I think it's fucking bullshit that Penn State is being regarded as a top ten team in general. I think they're eleventh or something like that. But a lot of people like have them. I, I just it pisses me off. I don't think they're very good. I think Utah's better. That being said, Penn State will probably somehow win. But I, I are you? This is illegal. Don't do this. We're gonna get, we're gonna kick. Stop. Stop. Um, we're gonna get in huge trouble. Um. Uh, anyway, so I yeah, I, I like Utah to win. I think like in Kyle Whittingham, he's 0-3 in his last bowl or last three bowl games, I think, but he was he was like eleven and one or something like that in his previous twelve. So um oh they're they're actually throwing. Come on, Oregon. Okay. 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 Let's uh let's finish the pot here. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna take Utah to win this game. Like Utah, they've been they've come up big all year except for that first game against Florida. Beat USC twice, including beating their ass in the Pac-12 game. Yeah, so let's go Utes. Huh? Yeah, I like that little Utes action. All right, we gotta, like, playoff. We gotta, like, get real here. Let's 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 skip TCU Michigan. Just give me a pick. Michigan or like, yeah, I like Michigan too. I hate to say I'm gonna be pulling for TCU. I like Michigan. I do think Michigan after watching them play in the Big Ten championship is a better team than I gave them credit for. Yeah, and if um, McCarthy is going to be as good as he's been down the stretch, I mean, Michigan's going to be a problem. Like, 
maybe not a problem for Georgia, but they're going to be better than they were last year in the game. I right. Think. Go KJ. Go KJ. Um, um, also, I love this comment from Dylan Jackson in the in the uh, comments here. He says Penn State is a less Catholic Notre Dame. I love he said less Catholic. Uh, <laughs> they ride their name all the way to that bowl. That's I think that's spot on, man. I think that's a spot on take. Anyway, no, I, I was impressed with, with Michigan a little bit. Michigan in that bowl game, you know what it reminded me of? And I hate to use Bama as the example, but like it reminded me of like early Saban Bama, just the way they won the game. Like not saying that they were like on par with that talent or our national championship caliber team. Cause they also didn't play anybody this year. They played one ranked team and it was Ohio state. They might, maybe Penn state was ranked at the time. I don't, I think they probably fucking were, they played them at home and they played, so they played one ranked team before playing Ohio state. And I, I think that like the way they won very close in the first half, you make halftime adjustments and your defense shuts them down in the second half. What are you making that face for? Dude, what's going on with this guy's leg? On Kansas? I think he's just bow-legged. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> Why are they going for two? Do you have to go for two in the second overtime? No. What the fuck are we doing? All right. I thought you had going. to start going for two. No, you oh, it's only the second it's overtime. Only, it's just no, it's only two point plays. Right. After a certain point. So what do we do? Why are we going for two here? He's gonna roll him out, right? Oh my god, he's not rolling him out. Oh, my God. He got him. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Now let's get to the big one. All right. Ohio State, Georgia. Right now, I'm looking at a spread of... Is it... Six and a half. Hasn't really moved at all. No, it's moved down. Uh, it's from in seven. The public, the public is like, from what I've gathered, is like overwhelming in favor of Ohio State. That feels like a bad, bad, bad move. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's interesting because I feel like Georgia's definitely been more tested this year by, by good teams than they were at any point last year. Even bad teams, honestly. Um, so it's not that they're, like, invincible, even though they are undefeated. I just am so unimpressed with Ohio State you know, there's just bad vibes around the program. Like, there's this weird undercurrent of talk about Ryan Day, even though he's Ooh. 45 and 5. Uh-huh. I don't know if he's the guy. They didn't have the best signing day. Um, and, like, he's, like, out here kind of, like, bitching about NIL. And, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I'm not getting the good vibes from Ohio State right now. And Georgia, this is a home game, although there'll be a lot of Ohio State fans there, I'm sure. They, uh, so I did see that there was a, a story the, uh, out the other day that he is um, that like there's been a ton of tickets purchased by Ohio State fans. Now, sadly, they're all flying southwest, so none of them will make the right. game for sure. Um, but yeah, I, there's like a they've they've had a ton of people. This has got to be holding. Um, so a ton of fans that have bought tickets. So who's out for Georgia? We saw that. What? McConkey and McClendon were both injured in the SEC title game. Do we know if they're playing? I think I think everybody's good for Georgia. I heard Stetson might sit this one out for his draft stock. Sure. And then obviously Eric Gilbert. For sure, for sure. Eric Gilbert is gone. That is one. Yeah. Um, not that he was doing much. Um obviously Nolan Smith's still out. He was out for the year. Yeah. So I mean, I think it just comes down to Georgia 
having the more experienced team, uh, a quarterback that has frankly come up big in games like this. Um, yeah. George obviously knows Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I think there is something to have been in that stadium many times, had success in that stadium. Um, and I just – I don't envision, you know, oh, being no. New Year's Eve, like hanging out with a bunch of Georgia fans in my neighborhood and then being sad because Georgia lost. I just don't envision that. And so – I put um, it on my vision board. Yeah, you should. Um, I, I Maybe I'll take Ohio State to cover just because – it hedges it a bit, but I like Georgia to win the game for sure. Speaking of hedges, brother. So this is going to shock some people, okay? I know I've been high on Georgia all year, and I know I hate Ohio State, and I know I've sat here and told everybody on this podcast and everybody that's listening why I think Georgia is the best team in the country and, 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 and they're going to win the national championship with ease. And I thought that for a long time. And, and then I started watching, oh, my God, Arkansas. Then I started watching how things have unfolded during, like since the SEC championship game and Ohio State getting an extra week to prepare and Ohio State being more fresh because they didn't have to play an extra game or a physical game, especially, um, you know, having, having a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, seeing this video of Marvin Harrison Jr. practicing late after he gets snubbed from the, um, from the, what do you call it? Uh, from the, the Bolitnikoff and all that kind of stuff. And I've, I've honestly, after watching all of that and taking that into account, the only thing I can think of that is going to happen in this game is that Ohio State fans can talk all the shit they want, Tyler. You talk all the shit you want on Twitter, and they have, and they have, for sure. But it's Saturday, a little bit after 8 p.m., they're going to tee up that fucking football and Ohio State's going to have to go play Kirby Smart and Georgia's defense and Jalen Carter and Stetson fucking Bennett and all. It is going to be, I can't fucking wait. Because I think there's, this is such a win-win situation for me personally. Because if Ohio State wins, I'll laugh and, and I'll, I'll be a dick and, and say some things I shouldn't to Georgia fans. But when they don't and Georgia does what everyone knows they're going to do, or at least I know what they're going to do, and everyone outside of that Sam, what's-his-name guy on Twitter, um, and, and like, oh, God. Was that fourth down? Oh, he scored on the third? Oh, God. There's a flag on the two-point conversion. I've really ruined the, the momentum here, this Georgia talk. Um, I just – I think that, like, Willie Gray actually said it in in the comments the best. C.J. Stroud's not a running quarterback. He's not even a mobile quarterback. You know how many rushing, rushing touchdowns C.J. Stroud has this year? No. Zero. Oh. Wow. Zero. And he's been, he's been touted for whatever reason. I've seen it like on, on like on lesser shows than ours as a mobile quarterback. And I'm just going to say this because this is what's happening. He's they're saying that because he's black and that's not what CJ Stroud is. It doesn't mean he's not an athlete. It doesn't mean he's not a, a great, great quarterback. Cause he is a phenomenal quarterback, but he is a pure pocket passer. He does not run that well. And he, he, they haven't really shown all season that he would run that well. So I think that that kind of like breakdown is is a farce. And I think it's like more based out of ignorance than anything. Again, CJ Stroud is an incredible, incredible quarterback, but he is not a mobile quarterback. He's this is, and I think that's one of the few ways you're going to beat a Kirby team. And you saw it even when Kirby was the DC at Bama. You have to be, you have to have a guy that can like not just drop there back there and be a statue. And he's not like a, 
Zach Mettenberger or who was the kid from the other LSU transfer that went to Auburn. He's not like that kind of kind of a, a statue. TJ Finley, but like yeah, TJ Finley. But like he is like I I, th- I can see oh, oh, Ohio State will have like Ryan Day is a good enough play caller. He's a good enough offensive mind that they're going to dial up some very successful plays. They might even have some chunk plays. We've seen at times Georgia's secondary get beat a little bit. You saw it against against LSU. I, I think that's fool's gold, man. I think that's like – I think all of that kind of stuff is – I'll go so far as to say it. Like I, I wouldn't put it past Kirby to be like, let's take the foot all the way off the fucking gas and and like in the second half of that game and then put put as much fucking bad tape out there as possible. Like – I would not put that past Kirby. Put as much bad tape out there into the hands of Ohio State or whoever the four seed is going to be as possible so they can have this like misguided like areas and, and misguided conferences. And that is, oh my God, they call it targeting. Um, that is what I think is happening with Ohio State because there's not a team in the country, and I'll include the Dolphins without Tua. There's not a team in this country and, and the Jets that can beat Georgia when Georgia plays the way they've played all year. There's... There's no one that's anywhere close to Georgia. And Ohio State is going to figure that out on Saturday. And and you talk about a program that they beat their chest and they do all this kind of shit. Like, I've, I've seen them talk about how, like, you know, let's not pretend that, that you know, Georgia's, like, invincible. Like, their best – there's been talks about how their best tight end left because it's Eric Gilbert because of what he did in the spring game. They're, they're like, you haven't heard one single quote, bulletin board material from a Georgia player – since the Peach Bowl media days started. I've heard several from Ohio State players. I think we're better across the board, is what one of their defensive players said, um, what do you call it? I think yesterday. Georgia is is too disciplined on and off the field for that shit, and they're going to go out there and they are going to beat Ohio State as an SEC football team for the 11th time in Ohio State's last 13 games against SEC opponents. Boom. Bitches. So if we're right, we'll get a Georgia-Michigan national championship, Ugh. and we will then preview it at that point. And uh, but best of luck to everyone, especially you Georgia fans out there. Um, yeah, I'll be there if you guys are there. Shoot me a text or a DM or whatever. I'll be there on Saturday um, with one of our lucky listeners who's going with me. Nice. So well, um, the listeners, if you don't follow Chris on Twitter, which I'm sure you do. You'll know that he is moving to Florida. So we're going to have to have a goodbye uh, celebration to, for your new beginnings in Florida before you leave, buddy. Yeah, I also hate snakes, so maybe I won't do it. I don't know. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> well, well, that's the end of the show. Good luck this weekend, everybody. Talk soon.